Who was here for Christmas? Yes, it was awesome, right? Two days, six services, back to back to back to back. We had a blast. And it was part of my contract that if I spoke, we had to keep, keep the, the uh, bump out. No, I'm just kidding. I won't be using it this morning. I'm, I'm going to hang out right here. Um, Christmas is come and gone. Uh, it's, it was amazing, and now it's, it's over, right? And so all the planning, all the, the rehearsals that we did, and all the shopping that you did, and all the craziness and the madness of preparation and all, all of that, um, it's gone. It's gone. 2018 is gone, and 2019 is here. And for those of us that have made it, and our hearts are still beating, and we're breathing, and we're alive, we've been given this gift of this next year, right? And so um, for me, though, I was excited because as a, as, a, as a Hispanic, Latino, or maybe just a Navarro, I don't know if it's a, if it's a thing, but it seems like um, with our culture and everything, you know, we always just get our, our shopping done on the 24th at like 11 p.m., and, um, and this year, it was different for me, I think, because of all the whole schedule thing and everything that went on. We had the Saturday off. And so on Saturday, I was able to go and finish all of my shopping. So you should be proud of me for the first time. I did it before the 24th. I Hate is a strong word. I, I, I'm strongly annoyed by those people that get all their shopping done in September. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've got all my Christmas shopping done. It's September. I'm like, I could never do that. If I did that, I, I feel like then I would find a better present in November and then a better present for somebody. So by the time Christmas came, I'd have seven different presents for people because I hate committing to, to anything but, but Jesus and, and, and my wife. Um, so Saturday, I shoot out to the mall and... I'm driving, I'm driving in, and I'm very, like, extra, super cautious because the night before, um, one, of, one, of my, one of my brothers called me out. We were hanging out at, at CR, and um, it was just a group of us, and he comes, and he's like, hey, how you doing, boy? And he gives me a hug, and then um, and he's like, hey, oh, and by the way, um, last Saturday at Starbucks, you cut me off, and I was like, oh, um, sorry, man, but that's why I'm here at CR because I need help. I'm working on that. And so um, I'm extra, extra consci conscious about my driving. And so I'm letting people go before me. I'm not trying to get to where I need to go super fast and the whole deal. And, and there's just something, there's this like unspoken etiquette, right? When you drive into a grocery store or you're in the parking lot about when people are walking and they're going to cross the street and then you're driving through. And if they're far off enough, it's okay to just keep driving, you know. But then if they come a little closer, there's that point where it's just like it's not cool anymore. You know, and so if you keep driving and like you kind of kind of have to look at them and be like, sorry, I, I don't really care about you or whatever it is. Um, and so this day I'm like extra, extra like trying to be a good human, you know, and, 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 and kind and stuff. So I'm stopping. I'm slow, lo, slowing down. And sure enough, there's this group of people and they're walking through. And um, I decide to stop way, way before you really need to stop. I totally could have just kept going, but I didn't. And so um, the people begin to cross across the street to go into the store, um, and all of a sudden, um, this one lady, she literally stops in the middle of the road, and in the middle of the road, she turns around, and then she makes eye contact with me, and she begins to walk over to, to, to my car, and then stands like literally in front of, of, of the, the door here, and so I'm like, all right, and I got, I got in trouble last service because I when I said roll the window down, I went like this, and it's more like that. 
So I roll the window down, right? And, um, and she's like, hey. She's like, uh, I have already purchased my gifts, and they're holding them at the counter, and then it'll be for like five minutes. And so I'll, be, I'll come right out. I'm two rows down in the gray truck. I'll meet you there. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Who, who are you? I don't know you, and why are you talking to me like this? And I'm thinking, like, maybe she thinks I'm somebody else, and we purchased or sold something on eBay, and she thinks I'm this guy, and we're meeting, and we're exchanging whatever it is that we purchased, and the whole deal. And I'm, I'm looking at her like, what are you? I don't think you, do you know me? And I'm like, and she looks at me right after. I'm like, I don't understand. And she's like, no. She's like, I was just wondering if you want my parking spot. And I still have not gotten it at that time, okay? I'm so not there. I just don't get things sometimes. I'm so slow that I'm like, why would I want your parking spot? And I roll my window down and I keep driving only to keep driving uh, for the next 45 minutes trying to find a parking spot on the 22nd of December. And I had to abort the whole mall parking lot thing and had to park across the street over by Chuck E. Cheese. And I pondered for a second, you know, to, to get an Uber just to, to drop me off. And I was like, no, that's so lazy. And so um, I didn't, I walked and I ended up meeting my, my 10,000 steps for the day. So yay. Um, but sometimes in life, that is so me. You know, I'm always so late in the game on figuring things out. And, um, and sometimes when it comes to, to these Bible stories and the scriptures and the things of God, it's, it's almost like God's going and he's going, hey, Moy, Moy, I've got something for you, man. I've got this gift. I've got this treasure. I've got this thing called my word, and I want to give it to you. And I'm like, no, 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 God, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm just rolling up the window because I've already figured it out. I've heard this story a thousand times. I've been here before. I've read this as a child. I've heard it. I've heard sermons, all this stuff. And there's really nothing that I think that you can teach me because I've already figured it out. And God's going, man, I'm telling you, you haven't figured it out. And I've got so much more to teach you. I've got this really cool parking spot that I want to hook you up with. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then I end up going, going the, the difficult route, right? So this morning... I want to talk about, uh, uh, there's a story in, in the book of Matthew. It's called uh, the parable of the talents. And it's, it's a very simple story, and we're going to read it through. And, um, and I'm excited because here we are, again, like I said, at the end of 2018. And 2018 has been an awesome year for some people. 2018 has been a not-so-great year for some people. We've accomplished the things that we set out to do. Um, and for some of us, the things that we set out to do, we didn't get to them because things happen right? We've lost people. Um, some of us have met people. There's, there's, there's a beginning and an ending, and, and it might be good, and it might not be great. But regardless of whatever that is, we've been given this really cool gift, and it's called 2019, and we're walking into what God has for us. And so this morning, as we dive into to, to the scriptures here, um, I just, I just want to wanna make that point. I want to talk about that, and I want to see what God could possibly do um, with me and with us here for this next year. So won't you guys uh, open your Bibles 
If you've got them with you, if you've got your smartphones, you can open up the, your smartphone, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, open it up to the book of Matthew, and it's the book of Matthew, chapter 25, and we're going to start at verse 14. And then um, for those of you who are new uh, to this whole thing, um, the Bible can be a little just, you know, it's all this, whatever. It's just, it's, 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 it's all these books, and it's the books of the Old Testament, and it's the books of the New Testament. And then in the New Testament, the first four books are the Gospels, right? And so it's literally Jesus' crew, um, his disciples, his people, the people that Jesus hung out with, um, recounting and telling the stories of when they hung out with Jesus. And so, um, you know, I was talking about, like, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, they had lived through it. They were in the middle of it. And then, and then they figured out what it truly meant, right? What, everything that Jesus was talking about. And so they begin to write this down so that we would have it. And they, they, they share uh, Jesus' stories. They share all the things that Jesus went through. And so this particular book is the account of Matthew. And so Matthew here is sharing his experience, his eyewitness experience of, of, of who Jesus was and what it was that he was teaching um, his crew, right? So we ready? Here we go. We're going to start with verse 14, and it goes like this. Um, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. So now, this is kind of weird for us, but back in the day, for the Hebrew people and the Jewish people and stuff, when the master, when the owner um, left, it was, it was customary and it was just what they did that, that the business would not stop growing, that everything would keep moving forward. And so as he was leaving and going to another country, um, his thought was, I'm going to entrust my, my people um, with, with some of my... Uh, property so that by the by the time I come back there's no stall there's no hiccup there's no breaks on moving forward and stuff so uh, the Hebrew people the Jewish people they would have they know that for us we don't know that but that's something that they would do verse 15 um, so then to one of uh, to one he gave five talents to another he gave two and to another one he gave one to each according to his ability Right? So um, just according to how good they were and able and their ability, he gave them uh, a different amount of, of talents, a different amount of money, a different amount of his property, of his wealth. So um, he went away. He goes away. Verse 16, he who had received five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made another five talents. Super smart guy, right? He knows what he's doing. Also, uh, the one who had two talents had made two more talents, okay? So this guy, the same, with what he had given in his ability, he took it and he doubled it. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and uh, and hid his master's money. And he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more and saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents, and here I have made five more talents. So his master said to him, and this is really cool. We've all heard this before, I think. Um, This is a popular one. It says, Well done, good and faithful servant, for you have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So then the same thing happens with the guy who had been given two talents, and he comes before uh, his master, and he says, hey, you gave me two, I made four, and then he's like, well done, my good and faithful servant, and then let's, let's move forward to verse 24. Um, 
this is the last guy, the one that had been given uh, one talent. And it says, uh, he also who had received one talent uh, came forward saying, Master, this is where it all changes and it's different. Um, he says, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not sow and gathering where you scatter no seed. So I was afraid and I went and I hid the talent in the ground. And here you have what's yours. So basically he's saying, hey, I, I was afraid, I was scared, I didn't want to mess it up. And so instead of messing it up and losing your money, I hid it, I didn't touch it. And when you came back, at least I'm giving you what you gave me and it's all good. Like tag your it, here's your money. Right? And so then, um, uh, verse 25, so I was so afraid and I went and I hid the talent and here you have what's yours. Verse 26, but his master answered like this, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and you knew that I gather um, where I scatter no seed. And then at least what you could have done, you, you ought to have invested the money with the bankers and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one that has 10. Hey, that's heavy. I definitely can relate here to, to this last guy. When, when I was, uh, I was kind of a late bloomer in the whole music thing, growing up, I, I, I loved singing. And when I got to college, like music just kind of like, it opened up for me. And it was something that like, it wasn't cool when I was younger because, you know, the guys, guys don't sing and they play football. And I tried all that and I did that. And I broke my leg and I had my little mini football career and then I gave up and then I joined the choir. And it was really just to hang out with the girls. Um, but I like to sing. And then when I got to college, really it was like, whoa, I love this, you know. And so out of college, I got my first worship leader position. And, um, and so, I, you know, I'd go and I'd lead worship and I'd learn like, three little simple chords, you know, and I'd, I'd make up chords. I don't know what I was doing, and, and, and God blessed it, and the whole deal. And, and one of these days, uh, my really good friend, a pastor, we were, we were working and, and, and doing this, this, this church thing together. He calls me into the office, and he says, hey, Moy, man, I got to talk to you, man. Um, man, when, when you sing, you sound like an angel, but when you talk, oh, it's horrible. So, listen, this is what we're going to do, okay? I need you just not to talk, man. Just sing, you know, just focus on singing and don't talk. And um, if you really feel like you need to talk, this is what we're going to do, okay? Um, one, of the, one, of the, one of the other uh, pastor friends, he's really good at this. He's going to help you. He's going he's gonna to write a sentence out. And then during the week, you're going to go and, and you're going to stand in front of the mirror and you're going you're gonna to just practice, and you're going to memorize what you're going to say. And so then by the time you get up, and then if you absolutely have to say something, we've already written it, and you can just say what you've memorized so that like, you don't start stuttering and like going off into la-la land. Man, guys, it was bad. <laughs> and um, I mean, even if we were to chat about it now, if they were here, they'd be like, uh, it was really bad. And, and it was. And some of you guys have heard my story from, from before, and I've shared with you growing up as a kid, I had like a huge stuttering problem. Um, it was it was difficult just to just to raise my hand to ask to to use the restroom. It was like, can I use the restroom? And then the teacher would be like, I don't know, can you? And I'd be like, you know. And it was like I'd rather punch somebody, get in trouble, get sent to the principal's office so that I could use the restroom on the way to the principal's office than than to raise my hand. And so, 
all of that stuff. And so um, for, for many years, I feel like I was, I was this guy, the last one with the one talent. And, and notice that, it, that the, what the one thing that he says is, I was afraid. I was afraid. And so I didn't, and I didn't want to do this, and I didn't want to be like this, and I didn't want to be like this. And so, so a lot of times in my life, I've made decisions um, based off of fear, and I've made decisions based off who I don't want to be. And so I like to do things well, and if I can't do them well, I don't want to be that guy that doesn't do things well. And so for many years, it was almost like I had taken that talent, that gift, or whatever it was, and it was literally, it wasn't the five one, it wasn't the two one, it was literally maybe like the, the one one, right? It was that little one, and I hit it, and I didn't want, and I told myself that I wasn't a speaker, and I told myself that I couldn't do that, and I just needed to get up and sing, because that's what I could do. And it wasn't until God began to do some really cool things and, and, and growing me, I began to, to write music. And I began to write these songs. And they were songs that stemmed from, from me and my childhood and my story, things that had happened to me. They were, they were things that I was passionate about that really touched me. And I began to write songs about that. And then I began to share those songs. Um, and when you, would, you share the songs, sometimes people want to know what the song's about. And so that, that put me in a place where then I began to speak and share what the song was about. And God began to grow that. And it went from like two little minute, three little minute, five little minute things um, to where I didn't have to write things down anymore, you know, and I just took a leap of faith. And then stuff started to, to happen and God began to, to bless me. But it's still weird. Sometimes when I talk about it, I start to stutter again. So sorry, guys, you guys got to put up with me this morning. Um, this year has been a crazy year, and Pat, this past summer, uh, my, my wife's grandfather passed away, and his name's Rudy, and he is just an amazing, an amazing guy. Um, he grew up in Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, to be exact, and he, uh, he left all of his family, everything that, 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 that he had acquired and everything and just left everything, dropped it, and then moved to California and uh, started working um, as a pastor. And they had nothing, and God blessed it. And then after a few years, uh, God opened the doors for them to move to uh, Reno, Nevada. Who wants to move to Reno, Nevada? I don't know. Um, they moved there, and he got the opportunity to start uh, the Southern Baptist Reno, Nevada Convention. And he became the president of the Southern Baptist Convention in, in, in Reno, Nevada. And God blessed him. And he was like, at some point, he was like this big, big, big person, you know. And, and he had all these accolades. And, the, and you guys remember the old school hymn, hymn books? You know, where you go like to, to these like old school churches and you sing hymns. And they're like, open your, your hymn book to page 125, you know, whatever. He was, he was part of the committee that puts that whole thing together. And so music was a huge part of his life, and he led choirs, and he had this, like, really deep, deep, uh, super spiritual voice that he spoke, and, you know, kind of like, a, like, like Norman, you know? Um, Doyle, Doyle's dad, when he comes in, and, and he would come, and he would pray for us, and you hear the voice of God, like, that kind of a, kind of a thing. And, and just, just this, this rock star guy that's just done some amazing things for God. And um, he passed away this summer, and we had two days just two days to clear out his home. 
And this is a home that he had lived in for 66 years. And they had acquired like a lot of things. And you literally, I mean, there was like every, every bulletin, every, every marriage conference booklet, every, just, just every, they had just kept everything. And, um, and we were in there and we had to go in and we only had two days and there was nine of us immediate family members and we were all from California. So we had to fly out to Reno and we had to, to clear out this house, um, in minimal time. And so one of my family members, I can't take credit for this because they're brilliant and they do, they, they're probably, they're the kind of people that get all their shopping done in September for Christmas gifts. So like we got this great idea. What we're going to do is we're going to go out into the backyard. We're going to break the backyard into like four sections and, um, and we're going to pick one room at a time. We're just, we're just going to take one room at a time and we're going to clear the whole thing. We're going to grab everything and just clear it out because we got to do this in like two days. And so we'll go ahead and start with um, four, four quadrants, right? And so the first one will be, these are things that we're keeping, that we're not throwing away. The second one will be, these are things that we don't know if we're going to keep or we're going to throw away, but we don't want to throw them away yet. And then um, the, the other pile will be, these are things that, um, that we want to uh, throw away, Right? And then uh, the other pile is going to be a pile of things that we would like to keep, but we don't know if someone else wants to keep it. So we'll sort it later. And so we would clear out the whole room, and then at the end of clearing out the whole room, we'd go out to the backyard, and we'd sort through all those piles. We'd figure out who wanted what and whatever and the whole deal, and then we'd figure out what we're keeping and where it was going. And then the last, the last pile would be the trash pile, and then we'd put everything into trash bags. So we ended up with like 250 like big massive trash bags and we had scheduled a dump truck to come and you know we have a big huge one in the whole deal and then all of a sudden um, we get word that like it wasn't it, it they got the scheduling wrong they were going to be there like four days later but it didn't work into the two-day window that we had and all that so it was just madness we had been given 25 tags so that we could do extra trash because you can only you're only allotted like your two little trash cans and so I thought I had this, this good idea that I could wait, and when the, when the trash man drove by, you know, if he spoke Spanish, then, uh, you know, I could just throw a little bit of Spanish out there, and, you know, maybe he'd hook us up, and we could throw a lot more trash um, out and the whole deal. And sometimes that works, and sometimes people just look at me like, what? So you speak Spanish, so what? You know, and, and so anyway, I was going to give it my shot, and so I'm, I'm waiting, and it comes trash day. And um, we know that we're in a bind and, and the, the dump truck's not showing up that day. And so we want to just get it rid of as much as we can. And so um, I, I come up to him and I start speaking to him in Spanish. And we go back and forth, you know, and I tell him, we've got these 25 uh, uh, bags. They're, they're tagged, but it would be really cool if we could do more. And, and um, we start to talk. And then he looks at me and, uh, and he says, uh, you... You know Rudy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my wife's grandpa who passed away. And we have two days to clear this whole house. And, and he's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, man, I just want to tell you. Rudy, Rudy was an awesome guy. I'm so sorry that, that he passed away. He, he would spend time with me. He, he was the nicest guy. He shared God with me. He told me about Christ, and, and he would come out. He would bring me food. He, man, I'm so sorry. And then he starts to cry. 
And then I start to cry. And, and then sure enough, right, I, I, I go in there and I start telling everybody I'm crying like a little girl, you know, about how, how crazy this is that like this, this, this trash guy like actually knows Grandpa Rudy and, and how crazy it is even more so that like Grandpa Rudy took the time to, to hang out with this guy, to love on him, to share with him the love of Christ. And here I am at one of those moments, another one of those moments where, where God's going, hey, Moy, I've got this gift for you. I've got this gift for you, and it's two rows down, and, and, it, and I'm parked over by the gray, and, and, the, and I've got a, a parking spot for you. I've got this gift for you. And I'm like, no, God, I got it, I got it, I got it. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes I miss it completely, and sometimes I actually get it, and I'm blown away that, that you see, as we're cleaning out all of this stuff, the material things, the things that he had accumulated in his life, none of it he gets to take home. It couldn't be any more clear. I mean, we were cleaning it out. Some of it we were throwing away. He took none of it with him. And yet, the things that he did for the kingdom of God... (laughs) those multiply themselves. And, and, and as I'm sitting there and I'm watching this trash truck drive away, I'm literally hearing that scripture. Well done, my good and faithful servant, for you have been faithful with a little, and I will bless you with more. Welcome It, it wasn't about all those big, huge things that he accomplished. It was literally about the kingdom work. And I, I think that Jesus was just, that's what he was trying to share that when he was speaking with his disciples and he was telling them, look, to one I gave five and he made ten. To one I gave two and he made four. But the one, the one that, 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 buried what I gave to him, I will take that from him and I'll give it to the one that has ten. I don't want to be that guy. And here we are. 2018 is, is come and gone. And God, right now as we speak, is coming up and he's going, hey, hey, I've got this, this parking spot for you. And we run the risk, you run the risk of going, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm good. Because he's, he's handing 2019 to us. And I believe from the bottom of my heart that even as I speak here this morning that God is, is handing out not only 2019, but he's handing out talents, he's handing out gifts, he's handing out a part of his property. Because, see, we are his children, and he has entrusted us. He came. He lived amongst us. He loved us. He taught us. He gave us. He died on the cross. He sacrificed, and he said, hey, guess what? I've got to go. But, but I'm going to come back. But in the meantime, I want to give you a piece of my of property. 
I want to give you a piece of what belongs to me because you're my child. And I don't want to bury that. I don't want to sit in a seat week after week knowing that God has given me so much more, knowing that, 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 that I have so much more to give than just to show up and smile and do nothing. having these preconceived notions and making these crazy decisions that I, I don't want to be like this, I don't want to be like that, and that everything that I do, I do because I'm afraid that I would look at God one day and say, man, I didn't do this and I didn't do that because I knew, I knew that you were an, an, an angry master. Maybe I don't know him. It's interesting, right, that that that... that he dealt with the one that had five and made ten the same way that he dealt with the one who had two and made four. Because it doesn't matter. Even as we hang out here this morning, there's people who are uber talented and there's some that only have a few, but it doesn't matter. We will all be dealt with the same way because it's not about what we can do. It's about taking a step of faith and, and taking what God has given us, each to our own ability and trusting that he's, he's going he's, he's to make it happen. I couldn't think of a better way than, than, than for us to, to take some time this morning and, and reflect on those things. Um, and what better way to take time and reflect on those things than to walk into a time of communion, right? Communion is, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. This week, as I was hanging out, preparing and getting ready for, for this talk, I pulled out one of uh, Grandpa Rudy's concordances, like a, a reference theology book, and I was using it to prepare. Kind of Really cool and crazy, right? That like he's he's not with us anymore. He's but yet God is using that. And so I sat and I was reading through it and I was I was reading into the depths of these scriptures and and and, and what it talks about. And I was just really thankful um, for, for, for that opportunity. And and as I was reading through, um, I realized that that it, the book of Matthew, right, in which we read chapter 25, in the next chapter. Is, is the spot and the place where Jesus actually has the Lord's Supper with his disciples. And it's, it's kind of cool because he's hanging out with them and he's telling them, look, this is one of the things, I'm, this is one of the things that God has commanded us to do. It, it, it wasn't an ask. It wasn't a request. It was, it's a commandment that when we gather together that we would break bread and that we would take the Lord's Supper and that we would do it to remember what Jesus did for us. I just thought it was really cool. And at the end of it, he says, and you know what? I won't do this again until, until I come back and we're in the kingdom of heaven. Because for Jesus, it was all about preparing us for what's important. It was all about preparing us for what matters. There's nothing that we can accomplish here on earth. There's no material gain. There's nothing we can do that will ever be 
more amazing and stronger and, and more worth it than when we put our efforts into the kingdom of heaven. And so, let's take this time, let's reflect on what God has for us, what, what God can possibly do in you and through you. Um, I'm going to ask the, the band to come up. And and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna the ushers are gonna come forward, and we're going to uh, we're gonna do this. Are you guys ready? Yeah. All right. When they pass out the elements, don't take them. Okay, hold on to them, and then we're gonna we're gonna sing some, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna walk us through the scripture, and I just want to let you guys know uh, here at Seacoast. We do an open communion, so the only thing that you have to do to, 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 to take this is, is be a, a, a believer in, in Christ. Um, know, that, know that you follow him, that you believe in him, and that you've made a decision uh, to follow him, and, uh, and then let's just take this time and to get ready and prepared, right? Let's get our hearts right, and let's, let's come before God. Let's, let's go to the altar as we... Let go of 2018 and then walk into the gifts that God has for us in 2019. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. We thank you so much. Thank you for who you are, for what you do. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. But also, Father, we we thank you for your scripture, for your word for these stories that I sometimes take for granted, stories I've heard a thousand times, in the moments where I feel like, no, I got this, God, I got this, I know this, I know this. And you're just going, hey, boy, I've got something I want to teach you. I'm not done with you. So, Father, I ask that, that you would prepare our hearts here this morning to come before you, to have a moment with you. We love you, Father. We thank you. Amen.